Katie Siddle is a consultant neurologist at the National Hospital for Neurology and Neurosurgery in Queen Square in London. She's worked with the actor Eddie Redmayne to help hone his performance playing Stephen Hawking in the film The Theory of Everything. She joined us to describe how that process worked and what patients thought of the scrutiny of their condition. So Katie, for a start, how did this come about? Who approached you and what did you think when they did? Uh, I was approached earlier in the year by uh, a member of the production team for The Theory of Everything uh, by email contacting me and said they were making this film and they really needed some input in regards to uh, Eddie Redmayne, the actor, being able to reproduce the disabilities of motor neuron disease. And I agreed to meet with the production team. So I met with James Marsh, the director, and a few of the other uh, members of the production team. And my main concern at the time, I think, was I hadn't read the book uh, by uh, Professor Hawkins' wife, Jane Hawkins, uh, that it wasn't going to portray anyone in a poor light and that I was going to inadvertently be partisan to uh, something controversial. But it became quite clear uh, what they were trying to achieve. So uh, I agreed that uh, Eddie Redmayne and his movement coach could uh, come along to the clinic. So presumably you had to have buy-in from patients for this. How did they take it? How did they take having an actor in the room with them? Yes, so in fact, uh, both Eddie and the movement coach, um, Alex, had to... Uh, go through the usual procedures of signing confidentiality uh, uh, agreements and having clearance to attend the clinics. And our nurse specialist, Jane Clark, actually contacted uh, patients when uh, Eddie and Alex were going to be in clinic to uh, let them know uh, they were going to be there. And we had a arrangement that, of course, they wouldn't be there with new patients when we were breaking a diagnosis. And um, our follow-up patients, what we normally did was I would see the patients alone, first of all, in case they had anything they wanted to discuss privately. And Eddie and Alex would wait in the waiting room, which they told me they found in itself very helpful, watching how the carers and patients interacted um, he described very nicely one example where a patient's arm fell off the arm of a wheelchair and the carer just gently put it back uh, on the wheelchair arm. And they they found these sort of instances very helpful in themselves. But then um, I would invite them in and the patients seemed to enjoy it actually. I think they found it a very positive experience. Not only, of course, meeting Eddie and Alex, and Eddie's a very pleasant and modest uh, chat, but also uh, I think they felt they were somehow leaving a, a legacy to some degree in helping with the film. And how did you feel about this um, as a clinician who's working with people with motor neuron disease? Well, it was an interesting challenge actually, because of course uh, Professor Hawkins hasn't seen, as far as we know, uh, a neurologist for many years. The details of his disability are, are uh, unknown. So uh, it was clear that they wanted to show the whole gamut of his disease from the beginning to the end. So we uh, actually threw a lot of old photographs of Stephen Hawkins together to try and work out what sort of disability he would have had at different stages of his life. 
and then uh, trying to recapitulate that in clinic. So showing both Eddie and his movement coach, both on me actually trying to uh, mimic the disabilities and also our patients trying to show them the sort of um, disabilities that can gradually accumulate. And also actually teaching us principles of upper motor neuron and lower motor neuron involvement and how they cause different problems and trying to demonstrate those. And uh, they were both very receptive to that, actually. I think it helped in the principle of uh, understanding the disabilities. And have you seen the film now? Yes, I have seen the film. In fact, uh, very generously, we were invited to the premiere, as were uh, some of the patients I was involved in um, helping with the production. And indeed, I think they're credited at the end of the film, which is lovely. And uh, Eddie Redmayne actually stood up at the beginning of the premiere and uh, mentioned the patients by name with their permission, which I thought was a lovely touch. Um, uh, the film was remarkable. Uh, it it um, showed a fantastic portrayal of how the disease takes hold, but also uh, the difficulties in the care-patient relationship and all the subtleties and difficulties that are encountered. It, it really was extremely well portrayed. And Eddie Redmayne's performance was remarkable, I must say. At some point, I really couldn't tell whether it was Eddie Redmayne or old footage of Stephen Hawkins. <laughs> so you think that it was an accurate portrayal then um, of the progression of motor neuron disease? Yes, I think he gave an excellent portrayal. Um, right from the beginning, actually, where uh, there were some very subtle features I could see that he had introduced right at the beginning of the film uh, with uh, some weakness in the hands and obviously demonstrating difficulty in picking up a pen, for example. And then the later difficulties with the gait uh, with uh, developing both spasticity and foot drop. And he had really incorporated them well into the uh, into the, the character, into the movements that he portrayed. I think he did an astonishing job. You've been listening to Katie Siddle, consultant neurologist at the National Hospital for Neurology and Neurosurgery in London. The article, Helping Eddie Redmayne to Portray Motor Neuron Disease, which talks about that process in more detail, is now available on thebmj.com.